Hey, to our first-time guests and to our television audience, we want to say welcome to Faith Bible Church. We're so glad that you joined us this morning. I uh, hope that this is the first of a lifetime uh, of times that you are in the building. Amen. Amen. Give our first-time guests and our television audience a big, huge round of applause. Amen. And I got to tell you that uh, you couldn't have picked a better Sunday to come. Uh, not that any Sunday is not a good Sunday to come to Faith Bible, uh, but we're starting a brand new series that I'm particularly excited about uh, that's called Hope for the Holidays. Uh, and I just think that I know that God's going to meet us and uh, he's going to speak to us during this series. Let's pray and ask God's blessings upon it. Father, uh, Lord, we just, you are able, Lord. Uh, you've demonstrated that to us in so many ways uh, that, Lord, you won't give up on us. Uh, and we just pray, Father, that now you would, uh, Lord, just speak to our hearts and, uh, Lord, shape and form our minds, our thoughts and ideas through the power of your word. We thank you and we praise you. It's in Christ's name that we pray. Amen. 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 So as we start this new series, uh, we're, we're going to start it with a message that's called Hope in the Valley. Hope in the Valley. And somebody say, well, Pastor, why? Why are you talking about hope in the valley and hope for the holidays? Why are you talking about hope? Here's the reason why uh, during the holidays. Here's the reason why. Number one, because just because it's the holidays doesn't mean that trouble takes a vacation. You know, uh, sickness don't take a break for the holidays. Uh, you know, loneliness don't go away because Christmas is coming. Amen. Uh, you know, death doesn't go on vacation for Thanksgiving. Uh, and, you know, as a matter of fact, uh, for some reason, uh, during the holidays, hurt gets intensified. Uh, anxiety uh, gets more intense. Depression uh, gets darker during the holidays. And what I want to do through this series is I want to tell somebody that you don't have to be depressed. There's a cure for that. Uh, you don't have to be lonely. Uh, there's a cure for that. I want to tell somebody, you don't have to be anxious because uh, our God is the Prince of Peace. Amen? Amen. And, and so I want to give somebody hope through this series. Second reason why uh, is because it's easy to sense God's presence when we're on the mountaintop. It's easy to sense his presence. Like, it's easy to believe God when you're on the mountaintop. It's easy to believe God. You know, it's easy to have faith when you get good news. Come on, somebody. It's easy. It's easy. You know, faith ain't hard when you just got a pay raise. <laughs> it ain't. It ain't. It ain't. When the bills are paid and the family is healthy and everything going good, you know, it ain't hard to have faith then. It's, it's not hard to have faith when uh, everything's easy in life. I, I know a whole lot of people with what I call mountaintop faith. Uh, but when you're in the valley, when, when things don't go like you want them to go, when things don't go like you need them to go, when you, know, when you get bad news, when you're hurting, uh, when you're disappointed, when you're alone, when you're worried or afraid or depressed, you know, sometimes you find yourself going, I don't, I don't care how saved you are, 
I don't care how long you've been saved, how sanctified, full of the Holy Ghost, the mighty burning fire you are. When, when, when life gets rough, everybody can find themselves going, okay, Lord, where are you now? I, I thought you loved me. I thought you cared about me. I thought you wanted what's best for me. I, I really can't feel your presence right now. And, and it, it's a lot tougher when you're in the valley, when things are not going well, to have that same kind of faith. And when you look at scripture, it's interesting because valleys represent a lot of things. You see, in valleys, one of the things that they represented was they were places of desperation. They were places of loneliness. You see, in the valleys is where the tough stuff goes down. In the valleys is where, you know, you, you, where the loneliness happens is where the difficult things happen. Anytime you see a valley in scripture, that's where the battles are fought. David and Goliath, one of the most famous battles in the Bible, that was in the valley. It wasn't on the mountaintop. And here's the deal. We like to experience God on the mountaintops. But here's the deal. We get to experience God in the valley. I'm going to say it again because some of y'all ain't get it. We like to experience God on the mountaintop, but we get to experience God in the valley. What you mean, Pastor? Me and my family, we went on vacation to uh, one year. We went to Gatlinburg, uh, Tennessee. Beautiful, smoky mountains. And we stayed in the log cabin, and it was up in the mountains. And man, when you're up in the mountains, I mean, you're looking around, and everything is gorgeous. The, the breeze is crisp, and you can see out all over the mountains. And I mean, it's just a beautiful feeling, a beautiful experience. And, you know, every, you have this feeling like, man, everything's cool. You know, you up over everything, and you can see everything. And it's just, it's just an awesome experience. You can look down into the valley and see different things. And, and it's just awesome to be up on the mountaintop. Well, you know, and that's good, you know, and we, in our walk with Christ, we love to experience Christ when we're on the mountaintop. What you mean, pastor? When everything is good, when everything is what I call peachy keen, when, you know, life is wonderful, we enjoy God on the mountaintop. But, but here, here's the thing. We, we enjoy God on the mountaintop, but if you want to get to know God, you, you, that doesn't usually happen on the mountaintop. Getting to know God requires coming down to the valley. Where, where the tough stuff is. When you, when you go and you, you know, look at like places, mountainous regions, places like California, you'll discover that where the grapes are produced and where the apples, where the fruit is produced is not up on the mountaintops. But those things, all of the fruit is produced down in the valley. You, you never heard of mountaintop grapes. You, you hear valley grapes, grapes from the Napa, not mountaintop, but the Napa what? Come on, somebody. And so fruit is not produced on the mountaintop, but instead it's produced in the what? 
in the valley. What are you saying, Pastor? What I'm saying is we enjoy it when God allows us to dwell on the mountaintop. We enjoy it when he allows us to be up there where everything is good and where life is just peachy and, you know, all is at rest. And we're just enjoying our Savior and we're enjoying life and the bills are paid and the wicked are at rest in our lives and nothing bad really going on. But every now and then what God does is he calls us down to the valley where the battles take place, where the tough stuff is happening, where things don't go our way. And he says, now you're going to get to know me. Now you're going to get to know who I really am. You don't know what my strength is like until I put you in a position where you need my strength. You don't know what it's like to have peace in the midst of the storm until I put you in the middle of the storm. And while you're down in the valley, I meet you right where you are and I walk you through it. It's in the valley where the fruit is produced. It's in the valley where my character is forged. It's in the valley where he shapes me and molds me into the person that he wants me to be. It doesn't happen on the mountaintop. It happens down, down in the valley. We like to experience him on the mountaintops, but we get to know him in the valley. Psalms 84 and 5 reads this way. It says, blessed are those whose, what's that word? Strength is in you. Watch this. And whose heart are the highways to where? Now go, go, go. Give me the, give me the New Living Translation. I want you to get this. It says, what joy for those whose strength comes from who? The Lord. The Lord. Watch this. I want you to get this. Who have set their minds on a pilgrimage to where? Now, in the ESV, it says Zion. In the New Living Translation, it says Jerusalem. I want, I want you to understand this. It's the same place. Now, watch this. Zion was on a mountaintop. It was a place where the people of God would go in order to experience where the tabernacle was, the place where the people of God would go to experience his presence, his power, his peace. And every now and then God required them to make a, 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 a trip to this mountaintop in order to get with him and be in his presence. And they would, it would be a place of joy and peace and happiness. And you experience the power of God and you see people that you hadn't seen in a while and just things were really, really good. And so he required them every so often to make this journey to this place. And when they got there, they were really, really glad that they were there because of what they experienced on the mountaintop or while they were there. But here's the deal. Next verse. Watch what it says. It says, when they walk through the valley of weeping. Go, go, go back to the ESV. Watch this. ESV, watch me. It says, as they go through the valley of Baca. 
Baca is synonymous in the word, in the, in the Bible, with weeping. The valley of Baca is the same thing as the valley of weeping. And the reason why it's called the valley of weeping is because when you went through this valley, it was a really, really, really dangerous place to go through. There would be thorns, and not only would there be thorns, but there would be all kinds of dangerous, like, like, like lions and tigers and bears. Oh, my, just <laughs> dangerous stuff. And, and not only would there be wild animals looking to get you, but there was wild animals looking to get you, and then there was wild people looking to get you as well. It was known that somebody might jump out on you and beat you up and rob you while you were in this valley. And so it was well known that it was really, really hard to go through the valley of Baca without uh, encountering some real grave difficulty. And so it became known as the valley of weeping because you could hardly go through there without coming out crying. And what God is saying here is, he's saying people had to travel through this valley of Baca in order to get to the mountaintop. And what he was saying was, watch what he says, go back, go back to verse 5. Watch this. He says, Verse 5, 5, what joy for those, get this, whose strength comes from who? The The Lord, get this, who have their mind set on getting to where? Jerusalem. He says, while they're on their way through this place of weeping, through this dangerous place, he says, they have joy, get it? And the reason why they have joy is because their strength comes from who? The Lord. And so they're going through this dangerous place and they're experiencing all of these dangerous things and all of these things that they want, don't want to experience. He says, but they've got joy. They are blessed. And the reason why is because as they run out of strength, as they get weary, as they get downtrodden, as they get disappointed, as they experience difficulty, what happens is God's strength kicks in. And when God's strength kicks in as they're going through the valley, now watch what happens in verse 7. Come on, give it to me. It says, this is what happens. It says, they will continue to grow what? Even while they're in the valley. And each of them will appear before God in Jerusalem. I like the way the ESV puts it. This is what it says. It says, they go from strength to what? In other words, what he was saying was while they're going through the valley on their way to Jerusalem, they go from their strength to God's strength. They they run out of their strength, and when they run out of their strength, God's strength picks in. And the reason why they make it to Jerusalem is not because they're so strong, but because of the God that they serve. And when they run out of their strength, his strength kicks in, and his strength is made perfect in their weakness. Watch this. Listen, listen, listen. I want you to hear this. The other day, probably a couple of weeks ago, was on my way from New Orleans. Well, first of all, let me, let me do a temperature check. Raise your hand in here if you ever ran out of gas. <laughs> Come on, keep your hand up. Tell the truth. You're in church. <laughs> Tell the truth. Oh, put your hand down. Put your hand down. All right, I want to make sure. Okay. Raise your hand in here. So y'all, I'm doing this so y'all can't judge me. 
If you ever ran out of gas with your grown self, come on. You was an adult. Come on, keep them up. Let me see them. Uh, all right, thank you. All right. The rest of y'all keep living. So a couple of weeks ago, I was busy going. Go, 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 go. I went to visit somebody in the hospital over in New Orleans. Wasn't paying attention. I'm just going. I'm just going. I get on the causeway. That's what I said. And about 10 miles in, I looked down at my gas needle. And nowadays, you know how it don't just tell you with the gas needle. It tell you how many miles you got. Somebody know what I'm talking about. Before you walking. I looked up about 10 miles into the causeway, and that thing said zero miles. That's what I said. So now I got a choice. I say, all right, I can pull over in two miles at the next crossover, and I can call somebody and tell them I need to bring some gas. You can't be Dr. A. Nathan Young, and you got on the causeway with your educated self. Come on, somebody. <laughs> now you got to call somebody. You big dummy. <laughs> so then my next choice is hit the, hit the turnaround and go back to New Orleans. Only problem with that is it's just as far as from the North Shore. So if I'm going to run out going to the North Shore, I'm going to run out on the way back to New Orleans. So I say, okay, Lord, it's me and you. If I run out, I want to run out as close to the North Shore as possible. So I kept driving. I'm driving and I'm going, all right, Lord, help me get there. Y'all know I didn't just make it 12 miles, but I made it all the way to the end of the causeway and I made it to the shell station. When you get off the causeway, yeah, amen. That's what I said. I put my knee on the steering wheel and said, thank you, Lord. I was excited. I was. Then I got to the gas station, and I'm pumping my gas, and I went around the car to do something, and I saw the little sign on my trunk that reminded me, this is a hybrid. <laughs> what that mean is, this car run on gas. <laughs> Don't judge me. And electricity. That wasn't a miracle. It was technology. <laughs> Some of y'all too spiritual. <laughs> when I was thinking about this certain sermon, I said, Lord, I need an illustration. And he reminded me that when the gas ran out, the power kicked on. Oh, I stopped by here to tell somebody. That when you're traveling through the valley of weeping, when your gas run out, I serve a God whose power kicks on. And when his power kicks on, he strengthens me. He builds me up where I'm torn down. He gives me wisdom for the journey. He takes me up in his loving arms and lets me know that everything going to be all right. 
The old people used to say, he walks with me. He talks with me. He tells me that I am his own. When my power runs out, his strength kicks in. Watch this, watch this. I want you to get this. It says they go from strength to what? Each one appears before God in well. Now, I want to go back to verse 6. I want you to get this. Watch this. It says, I want you, as they go through. You see that? It says, as they go what? The emphasis is on going through the valley. In other words, I'm not in this valley to stay here. He just sent me to it to bring me through it. (laughs) When I'm hurting, I need to remind myself I'm just going through it. When, when I'm disappointed, I just got to remind myself that I'm not here to stay. He sent me to it so that I can go through it. He didn't bring me here to stay. I never forget when, when we were kids, you know, people would come by our house, and I don't think they do this anymore. They're, young folks need some home training. When people came by your house, it was common courtesy for you to ask them, you want something to eat? You want something to drink? Somebody know what I'm talking about. Y'all chicken with y'all groceries now. Y'all in the kitchen eating. Got them in the den. Y'all going one by one. Come back like this. <laughs> like that one. I remember, for whatever reason, you know how you remember certain things? You don't know why you remember it? I don't forget, my grandfather stopped by our house one day, and he came in, and my mama, she asked him, she said, Papa, you want something to eat? And he said, no, Reed, I ain't going to be here long. I'm just. <laughs> what he was saying was, I didn't come for dinner. I, I didn't come to spend the night. I didn't come to stay. I I didn't bring an overnight change of clothes because my plans are not to stay here. My plans, I was just stopping by while I was passing what? Passing through. And what the psalmist was saying was when you go into the valley of weeping, when you're in that position where you don't have provision or where you do have depression or where you're going through hurt or loneliness or whatever it is you might be experiencing, what you've got to remember is up there is Jerusalem. Up there is my place of peace, is my place of comfort, is Zion, is the place where God's trying to get me to. And so while I'm going through this valley, I didn't come to stay. Instead, I'm just passing what? Through. And what you got to do is every now and then you ought to look at your trouble. And you ought to tell your trouble, it's all right because Jerusalem's up ahead. Disappointment. You ain't got me forever. 
I'm just passing through. Lack of provision, you ain't got me forever. I'm just passing through. Hurt, loneliness, depression, I'm not here to stay. God's got me here. And if he got me here, he'll bring me out of it. I'm just passing through. Satan would love to have you believe that you're going to be stuck there forever. The devil is a lie. I'm not here forever. I'm just passing through. Notice what he says. He says they go through the valley, they make it a place of springs. King James Version says they dig wells. Says they dig wells. I, I want you to get this. Listen, listen, listen. They're going through a dark place. They're going through a dangerous place. Pastor, why in the world would they stop in a dangerous place and dig a well? That makes no sense. I don't know about you, but y'all, listen to your pastor. If I'm in a dangerous place, I remember get to my grandma's house, we used to have the road, she lived right around the corner in Fisher Projects. Back then, that was before it was mixed-use houses. <laughs> no, this was the projects. <laughs> and we used to have to go through the Fisher Projects in order to get to my grandmother's house. And I'll never forget, we would drop down off the expressway at that first exit, Jones Gall, and we'd make that loop. And as soon as we make that loop, somebody would say, there go the Fisher. Lock the doors. Now listen, if you're watching this by television and you're from the Fisher, I don't want no trouble. I know we're in New Orleans. I, <laughs> yes, I don't want no trouble. 